This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. And Gabby, we did an emergency podcast immediately after Miami's June 1st cookout. Uh, They've since had some some other events. They had a, a camp the next day. They had an underclassman cookout that night, June 2nd night. Uh, we've also just had more time to, to kind of gather more information on everything uh, Miami was feeling following June 1st. So plenty to dive back into there. Uh, so we will do that here on the first half of the podcast. And then the second half, we will jump into uh, kind of breaking down what everyone needs to know about the official visitors that, that are scheduled to arrive at um this weekend so recruiting it you know we we warned you guys it's going to be a busy month of june uh in recruiting and we are here to deliver as much information as possible here on this podcast so let's jump into it gabby how you doing you've had a busy couple days um you know kind of your first foray into uh, covering events in person covering camps in person what you, what did you think? What's your first impression of, of everything? Yeah, man, it's it, it, it was honestly really cool. I mean, it's something obviously. I mean, I've been looking forward to for for a long time. So, I mean, honestly, I just had a lot of fun with it. You know, uh, you know, it's just a, uh, you know, it was just it was just great to be back on Miami's campus and stuff. You know, just kind of be around. You know, that whole scene and stuff. It was it was a little different for me, but uh, you know, it, it was really exciting. And I mean, I, I had a great time and. I'm sure you did too, David. I mean, we, we were hanging out for a lot of that time too. So how was yeah. it for you? Yeah, man, it's good to be back to normal, right? Uh, it, it's kind of the first time from a work standpoint where things kind of felt back to normal for me. Um, and, you know, man, goodness, I, I just love football, right? It, it was good to be back. Good to watch, you know, a camp in person. Good to be back on green tree practice field, watching some footballs fly around. I was, uh, I'm still smiling because I'm so excited that that normalcy is creeping back. Um, and, and, you know, just want to say, Gabby, you did a great job covering the event. And on the front end, I think we should just point out, you know, Miami or 24-7 Sports does have a uh, VIP subscription sale for uh, the site, for the Miami site, inside the U.com here. Uh, 60% off. So I think that gets you a year's worth for 43 bucks. Um, you know, we're going to get into a lot of stuff that, that people will want to know, but I think if you subscribe to the website, you get kind of an even deeper cut 
of things uh, in, in terms of knowledge and, and an understanding of what's going on. So if you want that deeper level of coverage, I highly recommend taking advantage of that deal. Again, 43 bucks for a full year. I think you get your money's worth in entertainment value alone. So I would recommend people doing that. I think the deal's running until uh, Sunday, if I have that correctly. So if you appreciate this podcast, that's one way to support the stuff that we do, the content we provide. So let's jump into it. Uh, I want to just retut, rehash things on that 2022 uh, June 1st kind of visitor day, Gabby. Uh, and now that we've kind of had some time to marinate on things, right, and, and some time to also gather more information uh, fr- from people in the know, I just want to get your take on maybe five names that you are stock up on in terms of Miami trending in a good direction with them. And, uh, you know, maybe we can bounce back and forth one at a time because I got my five list as well. But but I'll let you go first here. Yeah, man. I mean, I'll 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 kick it off with Shamar Stewart. Uh, you know, the five star defensive lineman out of uh, Miami Monsignor Pace. You know, this is a guy that you know. I mean, it seemed like you know Miami did a really really good job Tuesday of just you know making a really strong impression on him. He was back on campus Wednesday, which you know, despite all the talent that was there, you know, in the class of 2023, 2024, and so on. Uh, you know, Shamar Stewart coming, making his way back was probably the biggest news to come out of that, uh, you know, Wednesday underclassman cookout. So just the fact that Miami was able to get him on campus twice, you know, on the first two days of June is a, is a really big deal. Like who knows how many schools he's even going to be able to get to twice this summer. So just the right. fact that Miami was able to get him on campus, uh, you know, that quickly, that often, I think is just kind of a testament to the way the rest of the summer might play out for him in terms of just you know, how much, how, how many other times is he just going to be able to pop into Miami's campus? And, you know, that's going to, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty big deal that, you know, Shamar Stewart was walking around Miami. So I'm definitely going to kick things off with him. He's on my list too. Let me ask you this. Was he, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was the only 2022 guy to come to that underclassman cookout. Yeah, he was the only guy. He was the only guy that was, that was in that 2022 class. There were no other ones just like lingering around or anything like that. Uh, you know, he was hanging out with, you know, some of the players, James Williams, Jake, uh, Jake Garcia. He was riding around on those scooters that, David, I mean, it's hard to, you know, all the freshmen <laughs> are riding around on these black scooters all the time, just like whipping those things around everywhere. And, you know, Shamar was messing around on the scooters. So he was, uh, you know, he was enjoying himself, you know, just doing a lot more. It's, it just seemed like a lot more relaxing on his end of just kind of just being there and just kind of kicking it. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so I, I think that's definitely a, a big deal that he was the only 22 there also. He came with his coach, a couple of coaches, maybe the first night when I was there. That second night, did he come with uh, the same coaches or, or did he come with someone else or come by on his own? Did you notice? Yeah, so it, it was Shamar Stewart and he was with coach Mario Perez, who's the head coach okay. at Pace. Uh, you know, he was he was around all day too. you know, uh, quarter, the 2024 quarterback, Adrian Posse. You know, he's going to be an, he's going to be one of the you know, definitely a name to know in that 2024 class. Definitely one of the bigger arms. He was throwing for Rhett Lashley on Wednesday you know, in a private workout setting. So, you know, he was there with him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a couple more of the pace guys, Jeremiah Smith, uh, Josiah Trader, and Vincent Shavers, you know, a couple 2024s. All those guys have Miami offers. So, you know, just definitely names to kind of, you know, keep in the back of your head for, you know, future classes to come. And I will say, you know, Andrew Ivins wrote a 
had a nice little write-up about what he's hearing from Miami in terms of where things stand for, for some guys of interest. And I will point people to subscribe if they want to read the full report. But one of the things Andrew did touch on in that article is, you know, Miami kind of feels like of the big dogs at, at that edge spot, they kind of feel like they have uh, the best chance of landing Shamar Stewart. I, I think they also feel good about Nigel E. Kelly, but if you had to pin them down and say, which guy do you think you have the best shot at as things stand right now? And again, there's a long ways to go. Shamar's going to go see other schools and, and Miami's going to have to battle here, but Miami feels the best about Shamar right now. Um, but let's name another guy you feel stock up on Gabby. I mean, I think you got to flip right to Kamari Rogers, right? Like, you know, yeah. like Kamari Rogers had himself an awesome weekend. He spent basically two full days in South Florida. Uh, I believe he, he got there Monday, like, or like early Monday was hanging out, you know, ended up spending a lot of time with Jake Garcia, James Williams, Monday night, they were, de- they were able to develop a pretty quick, like, you know, solid bond on, on uh, Tuesday, you know, he was, he did the whole on campus for, you know, I believe he got there at 10 30 in the morning, uh, put on the uniform, took some photos, all that stuff. And then, you know, the whole cookout, you know, you just saw Kamari Rogers almost like, you know, linked at the hip with Jake Garcia too. So I know that those two guys hit it off and, you know, everything coming out of, of his visit to Miami is just, has been just like overly positive of, you know, the move that Miami was kind of able to make while he was in Coral Gables. And, you know, Miami felt like they're in a pretty good spot coming in. And I think they only, you know, help themselves, you know, just over the past couple of days of just, uh, you know, how they're able to kind of just do things with Kamari Rogers and stuff. So I definitely feel good about where Miami's kind of sitting in that recruitment right now. I feel good too. He's on my list. I think, you know, as you said, Miami feels really good about where things stand right now with him. I think it's a good starting point, right? And he's going to come back later this month and we'll see if things might get kind of sealed up or, or you know, maybe Kamari kind of makes it clear on the download to Miami. Hey, you're, you're the spot. And he makes his decision whenever that is, but Miami definitely feels good, which, which is a good sign because they need to land, you know, at least one premier cornerback in this class. And Kamari is definitely that type of talent. Um, who else would you name on your list of five guys that are stock up? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to flip into another defensive lineman. I mean, Nigel E. Kelly. I mean, we, yeah. me, me and you saw him, like, you know, late into the – I mean, pretty late into the night considering when everyone was kind of leaving. You know, he was back by the football facility with mom and, you know, a couple other of the Miami staffers hanging out, you know, uh, by the football facility, you know, which was just like, you know, a short drive away from, you know, where they hosted the cookout. So the fact that he kind of relocated from the cookout area back to the football facility, I think – you know, just tells you that there's a, a lot of good things. He had a lot of great things to say about Miami as a program, you know, uh, said that he might come back, you know, do a, another visit next week. So, you know, again, Miami just being, I think just Miami just did a really good job making a first impression here. And just, uh, you know, this is a guy that they really, really like. And just seeing him in person, I know that they they feel better about, you know, where he kind of stands with them and, you know, what he could potentially bring over here. So, uh, you know, Nigel e. Kelly is, a guy, is another one that I feel like Miami made a move with for sure. Agreed. Our list is identical so far. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Miami's in a good spot. Again, this is another guy where they're going to have to battle, right? So there's a long ways to go most likely, but I think Miami's in a good, good spot right now. And uh, we'll see if they can close. I will say it is interesting to think about, right? Leonard Taylor, 
big, big, big time defensive tackle in the 2021 class that's already on the team and uh, surrounding him with edge guys like Shamar Stewart and Nigel Lee Kelly, you know, maybe not for uh, 2022, but in 2023, that defensive line would look ridiculous once Shamar Stewart and Nigel Lee get some college experience under their belt. So we'll see if Miami can pull that off. Uh, two more guys to name, Gabby, who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, the next one I'll probably go through is Sherrod Coville. The, you know, he's a top two first, 247 striker target out of Chesapeake, uh, Virginia. You know, he went through a private workout with, you know, Travaris Robinson, Ishmael Aristide. Manny Diaz was, you know, watching along too. And, you know, again, I know that they feel good about, you know, what they saw out of him. And so, you know, I know he, I know Steve Wiltfong, he reported after that, you know, that, you know, Miami's really, Miami made a really, really big move with him, you know, just moving forward in his recruitment. And this is a guy Miami didn't even offer till, you know, a little while ago. But, uh, you know, I really think that Ishmael Aristide, uh, really made a move here and just really made an impression that, you know, just being able to kind of shift around some visit plans uh, to get him down in Coral Gables for, you know, the first day of the, mm-hmm. you have the open period, I guess. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, I feel, I feel pretty good about, you know, where Miami stands with, with him as a, you know, one of their potential striker targets and yeah, man, he looked good. We saw him working out, David. I mean, I know he looked good. I mean, I don't know if he was on smooth. your list for this, but I mean, he was really, really smooth going through all those drills. And so uh, I'm, that, that's definitely an intriguing name to know. Yeah, to me, he's a guy that kind of fits what they're looking for at striker. Um, you know, bigger guy, willing tackler, but but is also, you know, pretty smooth um, to drop into coverage and, and handle those responsibilities. I think, you know, Miami, Ishmael Aristide, Miami's new striker coach, kind of wants to rebrand how that position is viewed. You know, I think in the past it was kind of viewed more as like an outside linebacker hybrid thing. Whereas he just wants it to be kind of viewed as like a nickelback almost. I, I would, I might be putting words in his mouth, but I would view it as more like a big nickel, which, which is kind of becoming more and more of a, of a common phrase used w- when describing that position in general. So I, I think Sherrod is a good pick by you, Gabby. He didn't make my list, um, but, but I think that's a, that's a very strong pick. He was impressive in the little bit of the workout I watched. Um, a guy I would I would say on my list is Wesley Besaint, um, and, and honestly, I, this is the first time I've I've spoken to Wesley, and I just came away from that conversation uh, following the June first cookout, thinking like, yeah, this guy I, I just can't see Wesley going anywhere but Miami. I, I don't yeah. think he's I don't think he's going to leave uh, the hometown, and. Uh, you know, Manny Diaz, we saw it. Manny Diaz did a nice job of showing him plenty of attention at that cookout. And uh, I, I would be surprised if Wesley goes anywhere except Miami at this stage, you know, with, with what we know now about his recruitment. So uh, he's a guy that I am stock up on. Who's your last guy? Yeah, my last guy. I mean, there, there's a couple guys I can go with. I feel like I can probably give you four, more than five names here because yeah. I really do feel that Same. way. But, uh, I mean, my fifth guy I'm probably going to go with uh, is probably Markeith Williams. And that's just because, you know, he, again, he's a guy with direct ties to Ishmael Aristide. You know, Aristide is a, an Orlando Evans graduate, which is the same school that Markeith Williams, uh, you know, plays at. And, you know, just hearing him talk about the program, you know, he hadn't really been at Miami, but just watching him look around, like, you know, he was absolutely blown away by like, you know, the dorms and all that stuff. And, you know, I think relationships really, really matter here. And, uh, 
I know Ishmael Aristide has a, a ton of them, especially at Orlando Evans. Uh, so, you know, I just feel like I know Andrew Ivans reported also in that piece. Again, don't want to give too much away there. It's a good piece that you should absolutely, uh, you know, subscribe and get a chance to read. But, uh, you know, people feel like it's going to be, you know, tough for Williams to really go anywhere else with, you know, the way that Ishmael Aristide has really picked up that recruitment. And, you know, again, just with all the like them basically knowing a lot of the same people and stuff. So there's a lot of trust there. So, you know, I feel like Miami's in a really good spot with that with the top two, four, seven safety. So. I think that's a that's that's probably one of my guys that I throw on there. I'll go with for my last guy. I'll go with another guy from the Orlando area, and that's defensive lineman Zane Durant, mm-hmm. um, who I think should be viewed as a defensive tackle, right at, at the college level. Absolutely, he's you know he still has to fill out some, but but that's kind of what you want when you project that position because he does he is a plus athlete on that interior defensive line spot. And, you know, he'll naturally gain the bulk and mass he needs to get to uh, when he enters a college weight program. So Miami worked him out. Uh, you know, word was that, that they were impressed by his explosiveness. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of, I don't know about top defensive tackle target, but I think he's now vaulted himself into a guy that Miami would definitely like to add in this class. So, um one, one thing, one thing on Zane, I just want to just throw it in there really yeah. quick. Like this was my first time seeing him in person and, and yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely see all of those things. And I did, I did get the impression that, you know, Miami really made a move with him as well. And, you know, just him being like, I always kind of saw him and I kind of thought like, Oh, I guess he's just one of these defensive ends that Miami's kind of taking a look at. But I mean, after seeing him in person, like I absolutely see like defensive line, you know, like he yeah. is, he is an interior guy and like, you know, viewing him in kind of that role, I am way more intrigued than I yes. probably was going like, but like, you know, going into, you know, this whole thing. Yeah. He's very, very thick. And uh, you can, you can kind of see how you could definitely see why Miami is very intrigued with that. I mean, I definitely would be. And, you know, just in terms of just interior defensive linemen, like, I am, I, I am perfect. I would be very okay with Miami eventually landing uh, Zane Durant on the, on the interior. So two guys I want to get into before we move on to the 20, the underclassmen cookout. Uh, you already touched on Sherrod Koval, went through a private workout with the, the Miami coaches. Another guy I think worth uh, highlighting here, safety slash striker Ja'Cory Thomas out of the Orlando area. Um, what, what would you just, what would you say about him and, and that workout and kind of where things are with Miami and him right now, Gabby? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ja'Cory Thomas shook things up, right? Just to be in order to be at Miami, you know, he's a he's a guy that's long been, you know, kind of linked to Florida State in uh in certain senses. I believe his parents, both of them, went to Florida State, and you know, he could have gone to the Midnight Madness. He didn't in order to you know come down to Miami, uh, be at the cookout, and then you know again just work out for you know Coach Aristide and a couple other the, the defensive guys that were that were you know on hand. So you know, I do think that Miami made a move with him. Uh, you know, just in terms of just like, I guess, comparing him to Colville. I mean, I think the consensus was just that, you know, Colville does just look more polished. Uh, Ja'Cory Thomas is probably a little bit longer and probably has just a bit more size. Uh, you know, definitely has a lot of intrigue with him. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I liked what I saw out of Ja'Cory Thomas. I know, you, I mean, you turn on the tape and, you know, you can kind of see the type of player he is and why, uh, you know, a lot of these schools are very interested in him and what he can bring. You know, he's definitely a thumper, a guy that can, that can definitely bring it and, and lay some guys out. Uh, you know, so I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of, of both of those guys, but, uh, you know, at this point I would probably say, 
you know, Colville's a bit more polished, but I mean, Ja'Cory Thomas, you know, again, just if he does figure it all out, I mean, he could potentially right. be a really, really good prospect for Miami. Probably not. I mean, definitely not an immediate contributor, but you know, a guy that down the line could, I could, I could definitely see filling that striker role really, really well. He, it seems like both those guys kind of fit exactly yeah. what it seems like Aristide is looking for, you know, in terms of a big nickel or just kind of like a hybrid type of, you know, safety nickel outside linebacker type. So um, yeah, both those guys are, are definitely super intriguing. And the last guy, I had to leave before his workout started. And I, I honestly don't know if you got to watch much of it or any of it, Gabby, but Bo Atkinson, the, the defensive end out of North Carolina, who was at the June 1st cookout, you know, just looking at him body type wise, he's a tall guy, long guy, six foot five, maybe six foot six. Uh, I guess, did you get to watch him go through his workout at all with Jess Simpson? Yeah. Yeah. I got to, I got to, I, I watched him go through some stuff outside and then they moved it inside because of rain. And, you know, he's a, he's a big dude. I mean, a leg, I think he's like a legit six foot six. Uh, he just seems a little bit raw, but like really athletic. Um, so, I mean, you could definitely, I mean, you can see why Miami kind of wanted to put him through drills because I mean, he definitely passes the eye test in terms of, you know, just like his size and his physique and all that stuff. Uh, but I do feel like he's a, a little bit raw in terms of just sure. like, you know, how like maybe he might be just limited with some of like, you know, just the natural emotions of, you know, just being kind of like a pass rusher and all that stuff. But you see the athleticism, you see like, you know, kind of like the high motor, you know, he moves really, really well, maybe doesn't bend the way that you might want and all that stuff might be a little bit stiff. But, uh, you know, you can see the intrigue and stuff and you can see why a lot of schools are kind of bringing him over. And, you know, I think he's going to go see Michigan, uh, a, a bunch of other schools, you know, throughout this summer. So, uh, I'm sure he's going to go through a lot of those workouts in front of a lot of, a lot of these staffs that are going to want to see the way he moves around. I got Scott patch advice from him. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. I mean, Scott Bloss, you know, he dealt with injuries, but by the time he was an upperclassman, he was a, a good rotational player for Miami. And, and I think that would be the way to view Bo, which I don't think is a bad thing. You know, Miami should of course try and get those upper tier guys like Shamar Stewart and Nigel Kelly. Um, but having a guy like Bose, like you said, six foot six and, and more of a developmental type, I wouldn't be against the take as long as, you know, they, they stack those got those other guys ahead of them, right? Shamar and Nigel e. Kelly, those types. Um, let's go on to the June 2nd cookout, Gabby. Um, the, the thing I want to just ask, and, and we can go a lot of different directions with this and because uh, there's a lot of names, but the thing I was wondering was uh, was the vibe different at all compared to the 2022 night? Because, you know, the underclassmen, they're younger, of course. This whole recruiting thing's kind of new to them, to be honest. Um, I thought the 2022 night, the June 1st night, I thought that was kind of more like a laid-back vibe, which I don't think is a bad thing, right? But I, I'm curious, was the 2023-2024 cookout, which happened on June 2nd, would you say that was kind of a laid back vibe or was there a little more excitement to that one? I mean, I think it was still pretty laid back vibe and all that stuff. You okay. know, I feel like that, that was kind of like the, you know, just what we got back was just that it was, it was just like a lot, like a, a, a you know, just like everyone's just hanging out, you know, everyone just got to meet yeah. everybody and all that stuff. And, you know, that was just basically the general consensus coming out of that is just like, you know, it felt like a family barbecue. Like that's what, that's what Brandon Ennis told me, like the, the five-star wide receiver out of, uh, plantation American heritage. He's like, it really just felt like you're at a cookout, you know, just like with family and friends, just like, you know, hanging out, 
playing games and all that stuff. So yeah, I do think that it was, uh, you know, definitely just like that kind of laid back kick. Hey, let's, let's introduce ourselves. Uh, you know, not a lot of football talk, you know, just kind of getting to know you and, you know, kind of just, you know, introducing ourselves face to face really for the first time. So, but I, I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a big, big hit, you know, I mean, I felt like the 2022 one was going to be hard to top, but, you know, I really feel like this was just as successful in terms of kind of laying the foundation for a lot of those guys. And, you know, I went into the, the 24 seven sports system today, I started inputting like, you know, the official visit dates for these guys. And like, for a lot of these kids, like, this is their first visit like ever. This was like their first college experience, you know, for others, it was their first visit for a very, like, you know, obviously at the very least 15 months when they were, these kids were high school freshmen. So, uh, you know, I think Miami did a really good job of just like, you know, showing them who Miami is right off the bat. What would you say? Like, if you were gonna, you know, if I gave you the assignment of writing a story about, you know, recapping that cookout, what to you was the main storyline to me from afar? Cause I wasn't at the June 2nd cookout, but to me, it seemed like, you know, I would say the June 1st, they got the whole defensive recruiting board on campus essentially, right? The June 2nd one, it's the, and we've hinted that the wide receiver group is loaded in 2023. I would say in my opinion, just from afar, it, you know, to me, that is the most intriguing storyline of that June 2nd cookout the fact that they got all these local big time wide receivers on campus for that cookout. Would you agree or push back on that? No, that that's, that's absolutely right. You know, 22 is all about defense for sure. And 2023 was a lot of offense. You know, you had the, a ton of star power there between Brandon Innes, you know, Jalen Brown, uh, Mark Fletcher, Hakeem Williams, Santana Fleming, you know, uh, William Fowles, like, you know, you had, you just had a ton of offensive guys there. I mean, you did have your big defensive targets, but I mean, yeah, I, I would absolutely say that that was a, like offense was the, was definitely the theme of, uh, of Wednesday night for sure. Just in terms of just like the amount of guys that they're there. And Miami's very aware of the offensive firepower that's in that class too. So, you know, they're definitely looking to, to make a move there and they definitely want to, they're definitely happy to get all those guys on campus. That's for sure. And we'll wrap it up with that, with the cookout stuff on this note. I just, you know, there's a long way to go with all these guys, right? So like projecting where guys will end up and all that, a little bit of a misguided exercise in my opinion right now. Uh, but if you were to say, Gabby, okay, I kind of feel a little better about Miami's chances with this guy uh, after the cookout than I did going into it, who would you highlight, you know, being that guy for that 2023 class? Yeah, it's Mark Fletcher all the way for me. It's, uh, you know, the American Heritage uh, top 247 running back. You know, he is a running back, but if you're looking at him and you're just looking into the open crowd and you don't know who anybody is, you're looking at him and as the biggest guy that was out there, like no joke, like probably the biggest guy out there thinking he has to be a defensive lineman or something like that. But <laughs> What's his he, size? He's at least, I mean, he's he's got to be pushing 6'3", 230 at this point. Like, Oof. you know, like he is a, he is a absolute mountain of a dude and, he is an, he is a running back all the way. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and compare the kid to Derrick Henry because that's not fair to anybody in any level of competition. But I mean, you look at him physically and it's hard to not sure. like start kind of getting those types of vibes of just like, you know, the bigger, like, just like, just like abnormally big running backs that just do a really good job, you know, toting the ball. So, uh, you know, I would say Mark Fletcher for sure. Like he came and talked to me, like talking to me, like just really smiling. He's like, he was, he was literally just saying like, it surpassed every expectation that, you know, I had being here, 
Uh, he spent a lot of time with Eric Hickson and stuff. So, you know, I think Miami's in a, I think Miami did a really, really good job for themselves. He said he's going to, he's planning on coming back at some point. Like, you know, he's going to go hit a couple other schools. I think Georgia, Alabama, a few others probably, but you know, Mark, I think Miami absolutely put their best foot forward with Mark Fletcher, which is a big deal because again, probably not taking a running back in the 2022 cycle. So, you know, I think they're all in on Fletcher as their 2023 guy. You're going to have to battle out the big boys, but I mean, I think Miami helped their case today. Or Let's Wednesday. talk a little bit about the underclassmen camp, right? That happened Tuesday before the cookout. Uh, you know, we, we touched on the guys, the 2022 guys that worked out in private workouts for the coaches and, and Sherrod Koval, Ja'Cory Thomas and Bo Atkinson. Um, you know, I'm not sure there was like elite, elite guys uh, working out at the underclassmen camp. Um but there were some, some names to know or names worth highlighting. And to me, Gabby, it starts with 2024 uh, cornerback Elias Robinson IV, who's from New Rochelle, New York. Uh, in my opinion, I think in your opinion too, he was the best player at the camp, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Like, you know, this kid, I mean, I mean, we, we talk, I'm not going to steal your thunder, David. Like, this was all David, but he was saying, like, this kid would be an intriguing 2022 cornerback. Like, yeah, it's the kid was the kid was amazing. He broke up almost. I, I, I feel like every rep that he kind of went through, he was breaking up a pass on the defensive end. I know the Miami staff was loving him, you know, showing him a lot of love, you know, Demarcus Van Dyke, T Rob, uh, Mike Rump, even, you know, talking, talking this kid up. And I think he was probably the best overall player at the camp, uh, yeah. you know, top to bottom. Is there anyone else worth highlighting or, or Miami kind of evaluating? other guys yeah i mean there i mean those are those are a couple guys that you know i guess miami was looking at i, I mean probably that i've tried to pull this kid's name up now i mean i think his name his name was like uh raul aguaro or something like that he's from uh i believe he's from georgia now but he's a he's a miami he's a miami native you know he's a top 247 kid in that 2023 class i mean he was a, a linebacker that, that did a good job moving around out there so you know, those are probably the two guys that kind of stood out the most. There was a couple other guys, you know, 2022s that, you know, sure. kind of impressed me, like, you know, but guys that maybe might be off Miami's radar, like, you know, Anthony Ellison is cornerback from Homestead, you know, really, really long and lanky and he, he ran well as well. So, you know, I think that's a, I think that's an interesting name. I think he could potentially be like a group of five guy, like, and there was a couple other guys that I, the wide receiver running back from out of Goldman can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I know he was another fast. guy. That, yeah. Just like crazy fast. Miami had him run the 40 two or three times. I think like, I think they all ran it twice and then they kind of had, they kind of told him like, Hey, like go do that again. So, you know, definitely some guys that, that were around that, you know, got to compete and stuff. And then after again, you know, they had the, you had the workout, like, you know, the private workout where right. you know, Adrian Posse was throwing passes to 2023 top two, four, seven wide receiver, Amari and Miller, who, you know, made his way down from, you know, uh, Louisiana and he was catching passes there. And, you know, again, another kid that, you know, Louisiana, uh, Marion Miller, you know, he had a really good time in Miami. Like, you know, I guess he's from like a small town in Louisiana and he was just like absolutely blown away by like just what Miami is and just like the way things like just operate around here and just like the way everything looks with like, you know, the palm trees and just like, you know, the beachy kind of vibe of the, of the freshman dorms that, you know, he was just like absolutely blown away by all that. So, he said he expects to come back soon and that, you know, his coach was telling me that he, he really, really enjoyed himself. So, you know, Miami continuing, you know, that 2023 wide receiver class, it's not just the South Florida guys that they're into, you know, this is a kid that they're bringing in from Louisiana to, 
that they got to get a look at today. So that's a big deal too. Some of the other things I think to touch on that we saw, you know, at the camp, there's a lot of UM players helping or just watching, honestly, guys currently on the team, you know, either as counselors or like I said, just watching. Um, and so I'll just hit on these, these notes real quick. I don't think we need to go real in depth onto these things, but just, just like body types, how guys look, you know, obviously they, they're going through the strength and conditioning program and all that stuff. I thought Navon Donaldson looked a lot slimmer. Uh, compared to what we've seen from him, I would say the past three or four years, maybe. Uh, so I think that's a good sign that, that he appears to be taking his conditioning seriously. He's still a big guy, uh, but, but he is in much better shape than we've seen in, in recent years. Mike Harley, to me, looked thicker in the upper body, um, which I think is a good thing for him, you know, as he wants to pursue a professional career, you know, after his senior season at Miami. Uh, Derek King, he was out there helping, uh, you know, as a counselor type guy, uh, with the quarterback group, he, you know, he looks good. His conditioning looks on point. He's thick, he's thick, which he's always been thick, but you know, I feel like he he's even now, like it, it's kind of, I would describe it as like a Russell Wilson type, uh, of body at this stage, which, which I think is a good thing. Um, and, and I saw him kind of jog around a little bit very, very light jog. Um, but that just kind of gives an indication that, you know, things are kind of still on track with his knee rehab. And the last guy I want to touch on, I guess, is Tyreek Stevenson, who I think has tightened up his body just a little bit, you know, since he arrived in January. Um, you know, he, he came from Georgia where he kind of played more of that big nickel type role in their defense. Um, and, and now at Miami, he's going to be more on the outside. So I think that's good to see him you know, kind of tighten his body up, you know, so that he can uh, kind of run with those outside receivers snap after snap. Was there, besides those guys, Gabby, was there anyone that stood out to you body type wise on the team that, that you notice? I mean, not one, no, I, think, I think you hit everybody on the head. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with all your assessments there. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of guys have reshaped their bodies in, in really, really good ways. And so definitely looking forward to, you know, this, this upcoming fall and seeing how those guys kind of, how it kind of translates to, to the field. Cause you know, it's definitely a big year for Miami, you know, good, good days on Saturdays uh, translate to good days on, you know, days like these past recruiting events, you know, so it, it'll only help Miami down the road with, with these types of things. It was also a good chance to watch the new coaches uh, kind of coach, right. Yeah, that and was work cool. with guys. So, I mean, coach Ishmael Aristide to me is very impressive. Uh, he's a guy with a lot of energy. Uh, you could see where he is going to be a really good recruiter and a good coach because he does communicate so well and his, his energy is just infectious. Um, I wasn't around DVD or T Rob much during the camp, to be honest. Did you, were you around them? Did you, when you were watching the corners, did you have any takeaways from watching them work? Yeah, no, I, I definitely did. I mean, you, I, you can kind of see uh, Travis Robinson put on that defensive backs coach hat, you know, in terms of just kind of taking over and just kind of being like the guy working with that group. You know, Demarcus Van Dyke, I feel like you can definitely see is still kind of like, you know, almost like in training in a way, you know, like sure. just kind of like, you know, kind of being a part of him, understanding exactly what it is that T-Rob is trying to teach 
you know, just kind of being on the same page with him in that aspect. But, you know, Travis Robinson just kind of taking over and kind of being that lead with DeMarcus Van Dyke just kind of, you know, just there and just like adjusting and, you know, helping with like the individual guys while, you know, T-Rob kind of handles like, you know, the actual, uh, it, it was cool. I, you could see the dynamic and you could see how it's going to work too, because, you know, you can tell that DVD is just really, uh, you know, really open to just like learning yeah, and just kind willing of to learn. There. Yeah. Willing to learn and, you know, not trying to do his own thing with his, like, he's just really, I feel like embracing the fact that he is a young coach that he does have a, you know, a ways to go in terms of just being like, you know, fully on his own and all that stuff. And then, you know, just kind of trusting T-Rob to kind of be that guy, you know, as a, as a proven guy that's obviously developed, developed a lot of, a lot of, a lot of talent over the years. So, you know, definitely, uh, I, I mean, I think you definitely got to see a bit of that too, which was really cool. So that's a lot of good stuff there. And that's only two days worth of <laughs> nuggets we acquired. And there's more on the website. So I would recommend, again, there's a deal going on. Subscribe if you guys want all the scoop. We're going to take a break now. And on the other side, we will get into you know, what you guys need to know about the official visit weekend coming up for Miami. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we're back. Um, Gabby, let's just jump into it, man. Uh, to me, honestly, what's so interesting uh, this cycle, especially during the summer official visits, is the opportunity for schools around the country to work guys out privately, right? Yeah. So we saw, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we saw Ishmael Aristide put the strikers through some workouts. They're going to be able to do this, you know, assuming the kids are willing, um, they're going to be able to do this with, with any official visitor, which wasn't, uh, which was against the rules in the past. Right. Um, so Miami can fly guys in, put them through workouts, kind of decide if they like them or not. And if they do, you know, uh, continue to recruit them. Uh, you know, how, how intriguing is this to you? Uh, because, you know, not, not only just Miami, but every school around the country is just trying to learn about guys any way possible. I mean, I think it's a big deal. I mean, I think it's especially just again, they haven't been able to see these guys in 15 months. Some of these guys are really, they've really never seen in person. You know, they've only seen their huddles or whatever it is like, you know, so I think it's huge that, you know, Miami's going to be able to put some of these guys through, through workouts while they're on their official visits. Uh, I think it helps both parties, you know, like you, I feel like, you know, Traquan, you know, I'm just, just Traquan Fegans, for example, like, you know, it's for him to be able to work out for T Rob or all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's an opportunity for him to learn how to be coached by this guy, you know, in the limited amount of time that he's going to be in South Florida. 
And, you know, I think it's a good, a good opportunity for those guys to kind of see him in motion and stuff and kind of just see how they feel about him truly. And then you could say the same for a bunch of the other guys. I mean, an offensive lineman like Malik Ogbo from Washington state, like for Garen justice to potentially be able to kind of put him through drills and see all that type of stuff would be, would be huge for both of those guys. Cause he's obviously making a decision to come literally across like diagonally across the country. So like long ways. And then Garen justice is also trying to build his class too. So, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a big deal that they're able to do those types of things. And uh, I, I think, it, I really think it's a, a, a great way for, for both player and coaches to, you know, kind of see how they feel about the program. So as things stand now, Thursday afternoon, right? Seems like seven, uh, seven guys are planning to take official visits to Miami this weekend. Um, the highest rated guy is Traquan Fegans out of Oxford, Alabama, four-star prospect, ranked number 75 in the country, according to the 24-7 sports composite. Um, let's just, let's, let's have this conversation this way, Gabby. I know in the outline I said who are five guys that the, the Miami fans should know about going into this weekend that are visiting. Let's cut that number to four. Okay. Um, and I'll just let you take the floor. Who, who, who do you want to start with? Who's, a, who's the main guy Miami, should, Miami fans should know about going into this weekend and why? Yeah, the, I mean, there's no doubt that it's Fegans. Uh, I mean, he's going to be like, you know, kind of like the crown jewel of this first uh, official visit weekend. Uh, you know, I, I just think that, again, just with Miami's struggles to find cornerbacks, you know, last cycle, uh, especially last cycle, uh, you know, I think they're definitely going after some big time dudes. And, uh, you know, Fegans is a guy that, you know, they feel like they're in a pretty good place with. You know, he, he's already walked around Miami's campus, you know, earlier this year. Uh, you know, the family is, you know, just enjoys South Florida. They've been down here with him. So, uh, you know, I think Miami feels like they're in a pretty good spot going into this. Uh, you know, Alabama is going to be a threat, you know, especially coming off of a visit that he just had over there where he was able to work out for Nick Saban. But, um, you know, I think that uh, I think Miami has, you know, put a lot of work into this recruitment. And, you know, again, just being in a good spot with Kamari Rogers, you kind of like where you're sitting there uh, to potentially pair pair him with a guy like Traquan Fegans would be absolutely huge for the program. So, you know, I think that he has to be he has to sit at the top of the list there. And before the month of June, right before recruiting opened up, you had heard kind of behind the scenes that Miami might be in a better spot than people realized, right? Yeah. I mean, I just think like, you know, he, he's played with the Miami Immortals, you know, on seven on seven, uh, you know, some of the people that have been around him and been around that team, you know, that have talked with him feel like, you know, that they feel like, you know, trade like Miami's sitting in a, it, it, that they're in a pretty good position for him. You know, I, I believe that there's like genuine interest on their end. Uh, in Miami. And I, I know that this visit is going to be a big, big one for, you know, for him and for his family. And I know they're coming in here, you know, with like coming in here with an open mind and, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, a, kind of like a chance, a chance for Miami to make a really, really big move here in this recruitment. So, you know, we've talked about how, you know, we already talked about on this podcast, like all the different ways and all the different guys that Miami kind of made moves with, you know, just over the past 48 hours. And, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're having a podcast next week, let's say Monday or Tuesday or whatever it is. And we're talking about, man, Miami really, really did a, you know, made the same type of, you know, same caliber of move with Traquan Fegans, you know? So I, I think that there's a, I think that there's a chance there that, you know, Miami really helps himself here. Who's the second guy Miami fancy to know about? 
Yeah, I mean, a guy that's been on campus, uh, you know, already, he was here for the cookout. I'm going to go with Chris Graves. You know, he's a, the four-star cornerback out of Fort Myers, Bishop Verreaux. Uh, you know, me and me and you, David, we got a chance to watch him last week. We kind of saw that ferociousness, you know, the willingness to be aggressive and all that stuff. So, you know, again, cornerbacks, 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 you know, Miami wants yeah. to Miami wants to get some absolute dudes at that position. And, you know, I think that they feel good about where they stand with Chris Graves, you know, again, just having him just come be on campus Tuesday, flipping that into a, you know, he's, I believe he's getting to Miami today and to just flip that into, you know, three, four more days. Uh, I think again, just helps Miami, David. I know your crystal balls on Miami. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel pretty good about where Miami stands in this one as well. So, you know, I think that this could potentially be a, a game changing weekend for the hurricanes. If you know, everything goes the way that we kind of expect it to go. Yeah. I don't know if a commitment's going to come, but I do think, you know, it's going to be time for Miami to turn the heat up on them and see how Chris responds. Um, but yes, I, I still feel good about my crystal ball being on Miami. Uh, who would you have number three on your list of guys visiting this weekend? Miami fans need to know. Yeah. I, I mean, I would go, I'd go back to Malik Ogbo, the four-star offensive lineman out of uh, federal way, Washington, which I guess is like a suburb of Seattle or something. I could be making that up. I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. Um, but I think, I mean, I think I just think it's a big deal whenever you're get you're able to get a cross country lineman like that on campus. And again, you know, Garen Justice, they're going to have, they feel like they have, they're going to have to restock that offensive line in 2022. So, you know, just being able to, you know, come in, bring those types of guys on campus, evaluate them and see if you can, you know, really, really make a good move with them is, uh, I think is important. So I know Malik Agbo is really looking forward to getting down here. Uh, you know, it seems like he's really eager about the program and about what Coach Justice is, has been doing and talking to him about and stuff. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those guys that's working out for justice this, uh, this yeah. weekend. I don't know if it's going to happen for sure, they need but, to. uh, that, but I, that he's one of those guys that you feel like you give him a pair of cleats and you're like, Hey man, we yeah. need you to do this type of stuff. And, uh, you hope he does it too. Cause you, I mean, you can't expect again that, you know, you bring a guy in from Washington and you're just going to, you know, take him on the spot. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen at some point this weekend. And, uh, so that's why, I mean, I'm pretty intrigued by him. I, I believe LSU, Oklahoma, uh, a few other programs like that are involved too. So, you know, some other, some other big dogs in there. And the last guy you want to highlight. I'm, I mean, I'm probably going to go just for, you know, curiosity's sake. Um, I'm probably, I might go with Anthony Jones, the, mm -hmm. you know, the tight end out of uh, Las Vegas Liberty. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy that has a lot of defensive tape. Um, you know, he, he catches, you know, he is considered a tight end. A lot of guys, you know, Texas, uh, Oregon, uh, USC, they all like him as a defensive like on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Miami's considering him as a tight end. Um, I'm interested to see again. I, I I'm assume I'm fully expecting him to work out for, for coach field and, you know, the offensive staff over there, because, uh, you know, I'm not too sure certain about that one, but he could be a guy that, you know, potentially, uh, impresses Miami. And, you know, if he does want to play on the offensive side, it seems like Miami's probably his best chance of doing that. Right. So, uh, I just think it's going to be interesting to kind of monitor that to see how that uh, kind of turns out at the end of all this. I agree. Just cause you know, I don't know what direction Miami's going, you know, in terms of tight end right now, yeah. I don't think there's a clear cut answer right now. Um, but if they, if they turn up the heat on Anthony Jones there, they like him, all that stuff, he might end up being the tight end. So I'm with you. It is interesting. I think it's also worth noting Jordan Allen, right? The safety yeah, out of Louisiana, you know, I hear behind the scenes that he is very high on Miami. Um, so I'll, I'll be curious what, 
what the word is coming out of his visit to Miami. Um, you know, I think if everything goes well, you know, I, I don't think it would be crazy to think he could be on commit watch soon after his visit, not predicting anything. I'm just saying he's a guy to watch that way. Overall, Gabby, I would probably say I don't expect any commitments out of this weekend. No. Would you agree or disagree with that? No, I mean, I I would agree. I mean, I just think it's so early, you know, in this and, you know, these guys all want to take visits and stuff. And, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if even June is, I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure we're going to see a lot of commitments in June period. I mean, I think these kids are really just going to go see the three or four schools that they want to see. And I think in July, they're going to come back home, you know, have conversations with their families. And, you know, I feel like guys that even say that they're waiting to the season or anything like that, or even like, you know, waiting till August, like I could see some guys making some decisions like, you know, once the visits are wrapped up, because at that point, you know, what more do you have to see? Like how many, like, I don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get to see some of the schools you're really interested in, especially the guys that are taking three, four official visits this, this month. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting for sure to see how, you know, just this whole month really plays out. All right. So it's, it's always busy in the month of June on inside the U.com. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Gabby's crushing it, bringing the juice, bringing the heat with all the recruiting scoop you all need to know. So again, I would highly recommend you guys taking advantage of this VIP deal on 24-7 Sports, uh, which runs through June 7th. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Gabby, thanks again. We'll, we'll probably we'll do the next one maybe Monday, Tuesday, recapping everything over the weekend. Sounds good to me, man. Let's do it. Take care. All right. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.